Welcome to our new radio program, where two are gathered, here on Radio 74. I'm your host, Harold Chin, pastor of the Mandan Seventh-day Adventist Church. This radio program began as a blog during the lockdowns of 2020. It was intended to be an alternative prayer meeting place where you can gather with me and experience Matthew 18, verse 20, come to life. Today's devotionals are titled, Moses Pleads with God, and Who Can Stand in God's Presence? But first, a special song named, It Is No Secret. The chimes of time ring out the news Another day is through Someone slipped and fell Was that someone you? You may have longed for added strength Your courage to renew Do not be disheartened For I bring hope to you It is no secret What God can do What He's done for others He'll do for you For in His light You'll never walk alone Always feel at home Wherever you may go There is no power Can conquer you While God is on your Just take him at his promise. Don't run away and hide. It is no secret what God can do, what he's done for others. Open. He'll 
Moses pleads with God. Deuteronomy 3, starting with verse 23, says, Moreover, at that time I pleaded with the Lord. O Lord God, you have begun to show me your greatness and strength. What God in heaven or earth can rival your works and mighty deeds? Let me please cross over to see the good land on the other side of the Jordan River, this good hill country and the Lebanon. But the Lord was angry at me because of you and would not listen to me. Instead, he said to me, enough of that. Do not speak to me any more about this matter. They were so close to crossing over. Moses longed to experience the land for himself and begged God to let him cross over. God would not budge. Moses had disobeyed God when he had struck the rock instead of speaking to it when the Israelites complained for water a second time. As a result, God pronounced that Moses would see the land but would not enter. Moses was not alone in enduring a no answer from God. The Apostle Paul pleaded with God three times for a thorn in the flesh to be removed. The only answer he received from God was, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9 We must also include Jesus on this list. The thing that amazes me the most when looking at the life of Jesus is that we too often forget that Jesus is God. When Moses spoke to God pleading to cross over, Moses was talking with Jesus. When Paul prayed asking for the thorn to be removed, the answer he received was from Jesus. In the Garden of Gethsemane, we see Jesus, like one of us, pleading with his Father, Oh, my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. Matthew 26, verse 39. Three times Jesus prayed this prayer, and three times Jesus came away concluding that the cup would not pass away from him. He chose his Father's will over his own. Why? There was something better planned. For Moses, it was an early resurrection and crossing over into heaven and being allowed with Elijah to encourage Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. How Jesus must have been encouraged by the empathy of Moses, who had endured suffering on account of the sins of the people. For Paul, it was witnessing the perfect strength of Jesus, which could only be done through human weakness. For Jesus, having suffered, he will reflect on his work. He will be satisfied when he understands what he has done. My servant will acquit many, for he carried their sins. Isaiah 53 verse 11. To endure a no answer from God is to be allowed to relate with Jesus on a very intimate level. We may suffer the disappointment of unrealized goals and expectations in this world. But what are these in comparison to the gift of eternal life that Jesus secured for us by enduring a no answer from his Father? Let us never lose hope and always trust that Jesus has something better planned for our lives, everlasting life with him. Who can stand in God's presence? 1 Samuel 6, starting with verse 19, says, God struck down the men of Beth Shemesh because they had looked into the ark of the Lord. He struck down 50,070 men among the people.
and the people mourned because the Lord struck down the people with a great slaughter. The men of Beth Shemesh asked themselves, Who can stand in the presence of the Lord, this holy God? And to whom will the ark go from here? I'm just trying to wrap my head around the fact that over 50,000 men looked into the ark of God and paid for it with their lives. Was it curiosity? Was it a presumption? Was it ignorance? They finally gave up trying and asked themselves the question, Who can stand in God's presence? This incident foretells another time yet in the near future, described in Revelation 6, verse 15. And the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the rich men, and the chief captains, and the mighty men, and every bondman, and every free man, hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains, and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us, and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne, and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand? Revelation 7 answers the question of who is able to stand in God's presence. Starting with verse 9, After these things I looked, and behold, a great multitude which no one could number, of all nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb clothed with white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. These are the ones who come out of the great tribulation and washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. What did those that perished see when they looked into the ark of God? Each one, great and small, fell dead as they lifted the lid and gazed upon those tables of stone upon which the law was written by God's own finger. They were given the full revelation of God's character, and it was more than they could handle. They saw all of God's goodness in stark contrast to their sinfulness, and they were judged on the spot without a sacrifice for their sins. It was as if they went straight into the most holy place without a high priest to mediate or provide atonement for them with the blood of a sacrificial lamb. No one can stand in the unveiled presence of God without Jesus Christ to wash our sins away with his own blood. The time to wash our robes and make them white in the blood of Jesus is now. It is the only way to stand before the throne and before the lamb at the end. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, salvation belongs to you alone. We are all sinners who cannot stand before you on our own. Please forgive us. Please wash the robes of our lives with your blood, which you spilled at the cross, and make us clean. Thank you for paying the price for our sins and dying in our place. Thank you for enabling us to stand in your presence when you return in glory. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining me today. Be sure to return here every Thursday at 12 noon and 6.44 p.m. and every Saturday at 12.44 p.m., 4 p.m. and 8.15 p.m. to claim the promise of Jesus in Matthew 18 verse 20. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them.